So when you get older, when they introduce you to God, when you get that real effect of God, you don't want them because you already been used, abused, neglected, rejected, everything else. So no, God is doing this in this season. And when I ask you that question, you sure you want to talk to me? Because there's going to be a lot of stirring up and I'm sure there already is. But at the same time, let your will be done. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. You have entered into the Fortress of Solitude, where you'll find anything but the norm. We are not from the norm. We are superheroes dropped from another planet. Join me as we go to this clip. What did Jesus say? to the disciples he says so as the lord has sent me so send i you i just want to say that's what fire look like can i just say that real quick that's what fire look like right there come on now we can't dwindle out the fire it has been going on for too long the fire must burn the fire must rage and we must be like a roaring forest one tree the wind blows one tree on fire and that wind blows on that tree and then all of a sudden it connects to another bush and another bush and you have a a, a, a big bush fire mm-hmm. amen that's gonna set this world ablaze yep. that's what fire looks like y'all <laughs> to god be the glory let me say this to god be all the glory ah! Ain't nobody been talking like this, but now you got somebody to slap fire. 
five and say superhero powers activate. Mm. No, baby, you wasn't crazy. No, baby, the stuff you were seeing going on in the religious church was control. It was manipulation. Mm. But what I want you to understand, it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of this dark world. And I told you that Lucifer was the, let me back this up. The same way you got Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the enemy is a counterfeiter. And he likes to counterfeit God. So you have the, you have the trio of wickedness. Mm. Pharaoh, Lucifer, and Apollyon. Who are they? Mm. Well, Pharaoh, you understand what Pharaoh, where he said, okay, he sent Moses, he said, go back. And he said, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh is a picture of the world. It's a picture of the world economy is a picture of Egypt. It's a picture of you coming out of the world and coming into the body of Christ. Apollyon is a picture of the enemy that attacks your body. Okay, so Pharaoh will attack your money. Pharaoh will attack your finances. Pharaoh will attack your jobs. Pharaoh will attack your entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh will come against you money-wise yeah, and yeah, economically. Yeah. Pharaoh will try to have you looking at the world's economy instead of the kingdom economy. Then we have Apollyon. Apollyon is the one, because remember, the same way how you have archangels, you have these spiritual wickedness in high places over the little imps and the little foot soldiers that we got to deal with. We got to kick them off, mm -hmm. flick them off our shoulder. We got to do. Amen. So that's why we got to go up to the top and bind those things. Mm -hmm. It says bind the strong man. If you want to take somebody house, what you do, you'll bind the strong man. So we're talking about the strong man. Apollyon is the one who attacks the body. He'll bring sickness and disease. He'll bring this, that, and the other. Then there's Lucifer. Mm. Do you want to know who he, what his section mm. is? Do you want to know where his area of expertise is mm. it is the status quo church system mm. it's the religious mindset mm. lucifer is the head of your status quo church you thought it was your pastor but the minute they told you that if you join my church you've, you've joined the body of christ the minute they told you in order to fulfill your things in the body you gotta bring a couple of friends Bring three friends today, and then next week, bring four friends. That's Lucifer. The next one that said, oh, you got to dress this certain way. Baby, didn't you know you had to have something on your head? You can't come in here with your head not covered. That is Lucifer. You're going to have to start discerning when people are talking to you and when the devil is speaking. There is a trio of witness, wickedness, mm -hmm. and Lucifer is the head of the status quo church. Mm -hmm. You don't believe me? Do something out of line. And then you're going to start seeing the manipulation. Mm -hmm. You're going to start seeing the control begin to rear its ugly head. Stop paying your tithes for two seconds and say, you know what? I'm going to pay my tithes, but... I got to pay something else over here. Watch that thing rise up. Oh, no, you need to pay in here. You don't pay over there. You pay here. Watch that thing rise up in Jesus' name. No. I'm saying all of this to say this. And this is where I, I, I wanted to say it, but God's helped me back a little bit. Because he said, while all of this foolishness is going in the status quo, because listen, you got to understand we are the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We are actually... Now, I'm going to say this, and y'all going to get scared, and y'all going to run, but you need to consider it. We're Christ. We're Christ, yeah. Because if I'm his body here on earth, he's not physically here. 
But now that I am engrafted into the body, I am the body. So I am Christ. I am not the head. I'm the body. Oh, y'all like. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I'm not the head, but I'm the body. <laughs> the head speaks. The head goes forth. The head sends the signals down to, to the, the arms, to the legs, yeah. to the eyes, to the mind, to the throat, the nervous system, to the heart. Makes my heart pump the blood. All the organs in the body. They listen. He thinks the thing. He his will be done, and it. It's, it's executed through the body. And that's the reason why when you hear something, you need to do it. You can't, you got to work the word. He said, you listen to the word and you work the word. You don't just sit there. Amen. But I said all of that to say this, and I know we've been going. Ephraim, we're calling to you today. We're talking to you today. My Bible says you would, you listen, God began to do some things in you. He began to give you his armor. He began to give you his bows is what I want to say, his his bows. Because Ephraim was were archers. Every warrior don't do the same thing. There's some warriors are trained with the sword. There's some warriors are trained with the, the shield. The, the shield. Yeah. And with, some warriors trained with the bow. And my Bible's telling me of you, Ephraim. It's telling me you've been trained with some things. But... Somewhere along the line, you lost, your spirit got broke. I, I, I don't know what happened. It even went on to say, because I dug into a lot of things, it went on to say it did not, could not even pinpoint the exact battle that this happened in. But the canon of scripture notes that Ephraim backed up, shrunk back. It says we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. Do you understand that destroyed comes after shrink back? Mm -hmm. That's the next inevitable thing that we wasn't have. chosen. Amen. So Ephraim, there, 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 there's some people out there that I do want to pray over. Mm -hmm. I know that we got our Davids, and I and I get it. But there's some people, you know, it's a twofold thing because there's some people, like you said, they're not chosen. You, you people putting the armor called, on you. They're called. Many are called, but few are, are chosen. chosen. It says it. Amen. I want to pray for those who are losing heart. I want to pray for those people that are feeling like you know I can't do this. He shrunk back. I truly believe it's because of the programming. I, I think so. I truly. I. You know what? I thank God that I wasn't raised in the church. Mm -hmm. You know why? It will take that much more deprogramming. I thank God that I was raised in the church because now I get to be an, an, a, a light. I get to be a vessel for somebody else who's going through that same conundrum, that same cycle of church. Mm -hmm. I get to be the voice for that person that never stepped foot in church and in their mind think that they're not worthy enough to step foot in church. Mm. So I thank God for the journey because even at 15 years old, I wanted to get baptized. I was so active. I was I was on fire for God at that age. And at that time, they put you stand up in front of the board, in front of the committee, and they have to say okay for you to get baptized. Mm -hmm. And at that age, you know, you're a teenage girl. I had an attitude. Uh, I had attitude where I felt like I wasn't being treated correctly or if I wasn't, you know, uh, I was very active. So if I didn't get the opportunity, I gave attitude at 15. Right. And the pastor asks, is there anyone who is against me getting baptized? 
Yes, my not winning the presidential election. I get it. Not being <laughs> the speaker for the night uh, to yeah. get baptized. Yeah. Yeah. And my youth leader at the time, I was a part of a praise dance team. She stood up and said, no. She stood up and said, she, she don't think I'm ready to get baptized because I have an attitude problem. And I ran, I, t- I went home and I told my mom, mom, they said I can't get baptized because I have an attitude problem and I don't think that's fair. I knew it was wrong. Right. In my heart of hearts, right. I knew it was wrong. Right. But because I was conditioned to obey my elders, right. which she was, to obey my pastor, which he was, and I didn't get baptized. I had to wait a whole year to be observed. So at 15 years old, I was put in a position to be observed right. to be baptized. Mm-hmm. And so I went and did my own research in what the meaning of baptism was. And it, nothing in there declared that I have to have a good attitude, that I have to be four feet tall so I can fit in the water, you know, that I have to be a certain weight. Right. Nowhere in there. Right. And then Ooh. I realized moving forward at 15 this happened, at 19 I was wanting to taste the world. I wanted to see what it was like because I was... At a kid, I was just church and home, church and home. Mm-hmm. So I left my mom's house, got my own place, and at that time, I'm doing things I ain't got no business doing, clubbing, partying, drugging, whatever you call it. I was doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I called my pastor. Pastor, I feel lost. I need help. Can you send a prayer team to come pray for me at my house? Oh, no, we can't do that. We have to observe you first. <laughs> hey! <laughs> what they got to see? <laughs> So, can you explain to me how that's going to work? You're going to send one of your members to come watch me in my apartment? I grew up in this church. I was 11 years old when I joined. 11 years old, still being molested in my house. But still, I found ways to come in to this place and and give my all to God and learn the Bible and join every ministry and join every team. Lead the praise and worship. Lead this and lead that. And then at 19... When all of these things are bombarding my mind, I feel lost and confused. You rejected me. Right. Right. So can you understand as a human being how that would make me feel? Yeah. When I gave you everything and at the moment I have nothing, you offer me exactly that? Yes. Yes. I'm running away. I want nothing to do with you and the God that you claim you serve. Nothing. And I ran away for 10 years plus away from God, cursing God. But that same very God that I turned my back on never turned his back on me. Never turned his back on me. And we can sit here for months and I share you stories on how God never turned his back on me. When the man of God turned his back on me. Yes. Yeah. So when I am in this position today, wow, wow, right now I feel like I'm in the wilderness right now. Yeah, it's just me, my husband, and my baby. Of course, God is with us, but we're in a season where that quote unquote church it doesn't it doesn't mean the same to me as it did. It doesn't mean that. Amen. And in this season where you feel like you need to belong, oh my God, anything can happen. There's COVID. You can die today. You need a pastor to pray over your your casket. You need this. You need that. You need a pastor to bless you, to come and pray over you, to heal you. No, I don't. Yeah. I need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Because they're confusing these people. And this is what's burnt. This is what's angering me. Mm -hmm. Is that you put yourself in a position, a vulnerable position for this person to lead you. And you're confusing me on top of the confusion that I already went through all my life. Right. Right, right. 
So we're going to pray for those people. We're, we're going to pray. pray for those. And, 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 and it's sad because it's going up. It starts here. Mm-hmm. Bring your baby to church. Let them see the same cycle that we do. Mm-hmm. No, you sit your child at home and you give them church. You, give them- you put on some gospel music. You let them flip up and down and jump <laughs> up and down and do as they please. I ain't got to bring my child to a building to give them that. That's it. So it's it's it, it's starting young, and the enemy is smart. He take them at a young age. He don't need us, us adults. What we got to do with us? We don't been through. No, he takes them at the young mind, at a small age of tender age. Let me confuse you. Yes, yes. Let me send this boy to play with you. Let me send this man to the, the world we live in. It don't matter, girl or boy. Yeah, yeah. So when you get older, when they introduce you to God, when you get that real effect of God, you don't want them because you already been used, abused, neglected, rejected, everything else. My God, my God, my God, my God. Yes, yes, yes. So no, God is doing this in this season. And when I ask you that question, you sure you want to talk to me? Because there's going to be a lot of stirring up and I'm sure there already is. But at the same time, let your will be be done. done. In Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Let your will be Let done. Let your in will me. be done. Use God, me, God. God. Use me. And even in the moments where I want to tell you, no, God, I'm not doing it. Jesus. Use me. It's time. <laughs> you know why it's time? Because these are the things that we felt in our heart, mm-hmm. but nobody's really, nobody wants for to the talk most about part, it. nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. That nobody's talking about it. So. I know there were some people that you wanted to pray for. Mm-hmm. We're going to take it back because it's twofold. I see the Ephraims, but I understand that some folks that's just not chosen. Mm-hmm. I understand these are the world's choice. But I do want to pray for people that feel like they want to draw back. They feel like I can't do this. You you may be a David and still feeling that way. I'm I, sure. I, I feel like that. That thought comes to my Like, God... You sure you didn't just want me to be a mom, a stay-at-home mom and just be a wife? You sure about that, God? You sure you want me to lead children, God? You sure you want me to lead a ministry? You sure you want me to lead, be an entrepreneur? These doubts come in my mind. Yes. yes. I have to rebuke them. Yes. yes. Because I can't even picture myself being a stay-at-home mom and just doing the everyday thing. That's not what I was created to do. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. So, yes, I agree. We're going to pray for them. Can I just ask you, because this had... Like ten, did it ten percent or twenty percent that just jumped up on here? And we don't want it to try to cut off while we getting ready to pray. Amen. I saw something, Regina. Mm-hmm. And you, I'm so glad for you this morning because this afternoon because you brought me back. That's why I said, "Well, one to put a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand mm-hmm. to flight." Um, I saw the Davids being raised up mm-hmm. in the wilderness. And we went through a lot of work today. Mm-hmm. But what I saw was as they were being raised up, and you said it, as they were being raised up in the sheepfold, fighting the bears, fighting mm-hmm. the lions, mm-hmm. walking up on Shanamahaya, mm. Goliath, and all of that, God has been taking his spirit off of Saul Mm -hmm. and he's been putting it on David David. do you realize do you ever notice that when we praise and worship 
the spirit does not come all in one swoop. This time we walk in and we like, man, the atmosphere is mm-hmm. thick. But do you notice that he comes in waves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The same way that he comes in waves, he also leaves yeah. in waves. Mm-hmm. I put to you that the spirit, the way he, in his fullness, has left the church. Mm. has lifted off of Saul and has come upon the Davids in the backside of the desert in In their home ministries in the wilderness and they're sitting in there and they can't, they understand some of them still have, because the other thing I tried is I said God, you took me out because I hate he clearly told me what he was doing. Mm-hmm. After I got the left foot of fellowship, yeah. <laughs> he clearly told me what he was doing. He said, I'm taking you out and give you the correct pattern. And now when you go back, because you're going back, mm-hmm. you go back to the church. Because how else? You go back and now you affect change. But change has to happen on the inside of you first mm-hmm. before you can affect change in anybody else. Yeah. So it looks good. And so it's like a domino effect. Yeah. As we've been speaking, as he's been doing all of this, he's been showing that he has lifted. And it hasn't been in one fell swoop. It's in waves. Mm-hmm. So you know what's happened? They haven't realized that he left the building. Mm-mm. He has left. He has exited that building. The moment we begin to control with Jesus. our agendas Jesus. and how we want our program to run, and there's nothing wrong with coming with your program, but when the Holy Spirit who was sent to us to lead us into all truth in the first place gets the left foot of fellowship, mm. we say, oh, no, no, no. We too afraid. Sit in the back burn the Holy Spirit. You're too I afraid. Got this. You're an Ephraim. You're too afraid. You're afraid to let the Holy Spirit move. Oh, what if I get this upstart in my church? What if it doesn't go well? Well, then you're a leader. You have enough in you to be able. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Somebody might jump up and say, oh, I'm in tongues. And, you know, you get scared because you, you're throwing it out because you don't understand it. But how do I throw out the holy the tongues and all of that and the supernatural when that is part of God? God is supernatural. And we are from a supernatural place. We come from glory. We come from his quiver. So, uh, listen, I may not be able to understand everything that's going on, but when it's in the spirit, I am drawn like a moth to a flame. Hmm. Because I come from the glory realm. Is somebody hearing me? I come from that place. I may not remember everything right now. Do you know when he called my name? The scripture says he knew me before the very foundation of the world. Mm. I didn't just come on the scene when I was jumped into my mother's womb. I came from glory. Mm. So when he when he um, exercises his glory and he exercises in front of me and he, he is who he is and does what he does, I may not understand everything, but I don't throw it out. I say I want more. Give me more because that's the only way I'm gonna be fed. And didn't he say even in even in the book of Samuel, it sh- it clearly says God's understanding is not, not our, ours. What we see is not what God sees. When Samuel when Samuel stepped into the scene, Holy Spirit directed him. He was like, Nah, I know he's here. <laughs> I know he's here. <laughs> I heard what God said. Yeah, I know he's here. 
Amen. So you may like, no, you mistaken, Samuel. Here's all the good ones right here. That's all. Uh-uh-uh. You, you, is there any more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go out. Go and get them. got to be somebody else. You got to know what I heard. Exactly. And until, see, and you hitting on another thing. Until we come to a place that we are desperate enough for God, mm -hmm. that we're able to sit the rest of the people down and say, no, we're going to sit and wait on God. Mm -hmm. We don't feel nothing moving right now. No, we're going to sit and wait mm -hmm. on the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. What did he say? We'll sit here and wait. I'll wait because there's somebody else out there. I know what God said. Mm -hmm. No, we want to hurry up with the program. Oh, they must not, I must not have heard well. Let me just, okay, we got another 11 o'clock service to start. So we skip over that. When you going to have the boldness to sit and wait? When you going to have the boldness to, you may look like a fool sometimes, to, to, you know what, I'll stand out on that tree limb. And if I have to look like a fool, I'm going to look like a fool for him. But I'm going to go ahead and do what he's saying to do. People are hungry. They're starving for the living God. What are we doing? I walked in the churches where it was so dry. I could have just fallen off on the ground, not even go to sleep, but just fall there from boredom. What are you doing? Emptiness. What are you doing? The people are leaving empty the way they came in. And the other thing is that sometimes they leave worse than when they walked. Mm -hmm. Amen. What about those who don't even want to step foot in? <laughs> they don't want to step foot in they because they just, but listen, in. that's the reason why Moses got to go back. There's going to be some that's going to be called to the ones outside the church. Listen, mm -hmm. we talking about four walls church. We ain't talking about the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. I need y'all to understand what we're saying. There's a difference. You can be in the, I'm in, we're having church right now because we're two or three are gathered. Mm -hmm. We are the body of Christ. Yes. It does not matter where we are. As a matter of fact, he does not believe in the gathering church. He believes in the scattering church. Mm -hmm. Go back to Pen. Listen, go back to Pentecost. Go back to when Stephen was stoned. Mm -hmm. Go back to when there was all this fire in the church. Mm -hmm. When did the, the, the message spread the most? Yeah. When the church was scattered and they came out from the meeting. They was out of the four walls church. They came out and everywhere they went. Yep. It wasn't their choice to go. It was too much fire. They it couldn't was a brush fire. Come on. <laughs> and they had to fire. leave. But guess what? Everywhere they went, guess what they start doing? Yep. Talking about what happened, yep. what he said, what he did, and who he is. Keep it's moving. just the gospel. And if they don't receive you, what you do? They don't receive it. It ain't for you for you to decide if they're going to receive you. You just keep it, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep and, it moving. Yeah, see, that's another thing. You hit on something because a lot of times we're afraid because we're going to be afraid because we don't know if we're going to be received or not. But I give to you, God is dealing with that in you and in me. He's dealing with that in all of us. And he is bringing the scripture to fruition more and more. Mm -hmm. God give us boldness that we may declare your word and signs and wonders will be wrought in the holy name, Jesus. Why did they pray that prayer? Mm -hmm. Even back then in the, in, in the early church. Remember, that's when the church was born. At Pentecost. Remember, it's when we are willing to step out, possibly fall, possibly fail, but still getting up, still dusting off, still letting go, and still moving on. That we truly find our rites of passage through these doors of success.
This has been another recording right here at the Fortress of Solitude, where the superhero meets the supernatural. Again, this is K-Star from The Flow. Check back weekly for another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. Have a blessed and prosperous week.